Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. Right now, there seems to be a hole in the movie schedule big enough to drive an alien invasion through. On the right, gigantic blockbusters batter us. On the left, small art films bewilder us. So where, one wonders, are the movies in the middle? Those stories that used to be the staples of the cinema, featuring movie stars, glossy locations, and stories that maintained our interest to the final clinch. Did you hear what I said, Miss Kublik? I absolutely adore you. Shut up and deal. When people say, I just want to see something that entertains me, this is what they're thinking of. And these films are incredibly hard to find. Even when a would-be entertainment does show up, it seems to be making rather heavier weather of it than it needs to. Personally, I blame film schools. She She's failed by this tribe, and they worship her. But so, then, and oh, okay, I see. It's a kind of like a gods of... must be crazy, except the Coke bottle's now a television actress. Yeah, it's That's exactly right. It's out of Africa meets Pretty Woman. Well, and she but has you know to Film schools are so keen to lay out the rules for successful movies, the time travel format, the classic romantic comedy, the fish-out-of-water setup, that they've made their students nervous. So new directors slavishly copy the films they were shown at school, but add a postmodern twist. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. These days they call it meta, meaning films deliberately referring to more famous films, thus flattering the audience for spotting it. But meta, if I may use a baking metaphor, is a far better icing than it is a cake. Under the ironic nods and winks, there's got to be a solid foundation with a satisfying conclusion. It's outstanding. This week, three films that aim at nothing more or less than to entertain an audience. X is a smart, modestly budgeted flick that blends horror, comedy and sex into a surprisingly satisfying whole, even if it can't resist going meta now and then. Would you like to come inside? What's the bus? I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. The added attraction of X is that it was mostly made in New Zealand. Back in Hollywood, two major movie stars attempt to bring back the romantic comedy by disguising it as an action spoof called The Lost City. Movies like this are usually called something like The Lost City. We're so close. I could actually find The Lost City. If I don't get to this island, my friend and her couple models are going to die. I am driving. Oh, 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 oh! 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 I like Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. I 
liked Romancing the Stone, one of the several films The Lost City references, often blatantly. What could possibly go wrong? Now, this isn't a rhetorical question, by the way. I will try and work it out. Never want to see that Lockwood and Lamont again. Wasn't it awful? This is the worst picture ever made. I liked it. Dominating the cinemas this week is the third of the Fantastic Beasts franchise. The fact that scriptwriter J.K. Rowling is quoting from her own Harry Potter films makes the lameness of these ones doubly puzzling. The latest is called The Secrets of Dumbledore. The world as we know it is coming undone. Grindelwald is pulling it apart with hate. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. Unlike some of my snobbier friends, I have nothing against a big Hollywood franchise per se. They're clearly following something that worked pretty well with appealing characters and storyline. But even the best of them sometimes end up a bit like homework. Each episode you have to remember a wee bit more. I'm sorry to disturb you, Albus, but I've just received troubling news. Tell me, what is it? It's Grindelwald. Star Wars and Star Trek were the worst. Where are we? Which one is he again? Though after 25-plus movies, Marvel Comics films are equally demanding now. To their credit, though, you can generally pick up the thread five minutes or so into the latest episode. Unlike, I'm sorry to say, J.K. Rowling's prequel to Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in over a century. The Potter film's appeal wasn't really the dark arts and the magical creatures. It was the fact that, at its heart, it was an old-fashioned English school story. It followed young Harry and his best friends Ron and Hermione from day one at Hogwarts to final breakup. Defeating evil wizards was just a bonus. Off to save the world, are we? Things are not quite what they appear. Fantastic Beasts is nothing so graspable. In fact, it never really settles. Nominal lead is the boyish Eddie Redmayne as an innocent naturalist finding magical animals. Sort of a cross between Tintin and David Attenborough. I imagine that you're all wondering why you find yourselves here. From this moment forward, each of us has been assigned a role to play. Along the way, he meets muggle Jacob Kowalski, ordinary bloke for any muggles out there, and magical sisters Tina and Queenie Goldstein. The two boys sort of fall in love with the two sisters and then find themselves fighting a baddie called Grindelwald, played by first Colin Farrell and then Johnny Depp. No one can know everything, not even you. What you're doing is madness. With or without you, I'll burn down their world. And now he's played by Mads Mikkelsen. Well, somewhere along the way, Tina Goldstein fell by the wayside. Pity I liked her. Queenie became a baddie. Wait, what? And who should leap into the series but a young Professor Dumbledore from Hogwarts School? Dangerous times favour dangerous men. If by tea time all of us are still alive... You should consider our efforts a success. 
Now, in the Potter books and films, Dumbledore popped up as an occasionally helpful adult. But in the Fantastic Beasts films, as played by Jude Law, he starts to hog the whole series. It seems he and Grindelwald used to be an item, hence the blood-filled doodad around his neck. Can I ask what would possess you to make such a thing? Love. Arrogance. Naivety. Pick your poison. The next thing that happens in The Secrets of Dumbledore, and may I concur with the many critics who've questioned the title, what secrets are these exactly? Everything seems well and truly out in the open, I'd have thought. Anyway, the next thing that happens is Dumbledore invites Newt the Naturalist to summon a gang together to stop Grindelwald. Grindelwald has the ability to see the future. So if we hope to defeat him, then our best hope is to confuse him. It's working on me right now. Well, the obvious thing here would be to retrieve Jacob and the Goldstein sisters from the first movie. You know, get the band back together sort of thing. But no, J.K. Rowling, who writes the scripts for these films, insists on forming a whole new band. A magizoologist, this indispensable assistant. Wizard descended from a very old family, a school teacher. And a muggle. All right, as a sop to the increasingly desperate studio that's funding these things, Jacob is allowed back in, mostly as comedy relief. Here, Jacob, have a wand, see what you can do with that. Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. Are you kidding me right now? Who wouldn't like our chances? Despite being, I thought, the hero, Newt has less and less to do. Certainly not as much as Dumbledore, who keeps turning up unexpectedly and then going away. Structurally, The Secrets of Dumbledore is a mess. Despite its trendily diverse characters, its expensive-looking costumes, and its increasingly intrusive digital effects. It doesn't even have the appeal of the Potter film's genius casting. Our war with the muckles begins today! Mads Mikkelsen does his best, but he simply proves that the word muggle only works with an English actor saying it. There are regular quotes from Harry Potter throughout, but they're like favourite haunts glimpsed from a speeding train. What is this place? The room we require. Correct. Three points to Hufflepuff. At the end, well, nothing much happens apart from an increasingly overconfident hint at another sequel nobody's asking for. I wonder who'll play Grindelwald in the next one. I believe Will Smith is very reasonable at the moment. I trust you're enjoying your wand, Mr Kowalski. Can I keep this? <laughs> Director Ty West has cornered a niche in the lucrative horror market with smart, scary and entertaining films like X. Like his audience, West knows genre and this film blends some can't-fail elements. Big scary house horror, cheesy softcore porno, the trials and tribulations of a B-movie shoot. Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we go. So this is it, our own studio backlog.
X is set in 1979. Retro is pretty trendy too, as Wayne, the man with the plan, summons a number of friends to make an adult film deep in the heart of Texas. Wayne's booked a cheap cabin, and he knows it's almost impossible to lose money on a film called The Farmer's Daughter if you keep your costs down. Farmer's Daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? Because you got that X Factor. Well, let's meet the cast and crew. Lead performers Bobby Lynn and Jackson have been starring in these films for a while. Cameraman editor RJ's dream is to make an actual movie here, full of references to the French Nouvelle Vague. And his girlfriend Lorraine on sound has her own dreams. I've seen you sneaking a few long peeks at Jackson over here. No, I, I wasn't okay. looking. He don't mind none. She's right. Oh, my. No offense. And there's Wayne's own girlfriend, Maxine, played by the magnificently named Mia Goth, who sees this film as her ticket to the big time. Back in 1979, remember, porn films were almost becoming mainstream. I'm looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly song, bitch. The crew arrives at a creepy old Texas farmhouse where they meet the farmer, an old sinister figure called Howard. He's surprised that so many people are staying in his spare cabin. They're surprised at how grotesque he looks. And my wife, Pearl, is next door, so I would appreciate a little discretion. He don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. If you think he's homely, implies the film, wait until you see Mrs. Howard. Her name's Pearl, by the way. We keep glimpsing her at a distance, through gauze or behind trees. But rest assured, we'll see her eventually. RJ! Before that, though, the film shoot starts pretty much right away. No wasteful Hollywood practices like rehearsal or blocking needed on the farmer's daughter. And the horror-savvy audience waits for the inevitable. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. There are movie in-joke arguments between pretentious auteur RJ and practical porn star Bobby Lynn. And as soon as anyone says the story can't just change midway through, you know that's pretty much what's going to happen. The main reason X has been greeted so enthusiastically by the horror film crowd is it's very well done. It looks good, mostly shot by James Cameron's Kiwi crew with top-of-the-line post-production at Weta. The acting's good too. Without giving too much away, Mia Goth's performance is going to grab serious Hollywood attention. What? Are you all right? No. No. 
Martin Henderson is terrific as Wayne too, perfectly pitched between sleazy and hilarious. And there's great support work from other Kiwi-based actors too. Stephen Ewer under more prosthetics since his work on Lord of the Rings. Simon Prast is a TV evangelist. James Galen has a cop. Oh boy, spam this inside. What do you think is on it? I see one goddamn up horror picture. X is smart and knowing. References to another old movie house, the one in Hitchcock's Psycho, abound. But at its heart is a sincere desire to win an audience and then keep them by keeping them guessing. The fact of the truth of the matter is, we turn folks on. And that scares them. And they can't look away neither. That's right. We're like a car wreck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After a week in cinemas here to wildly enthusiastic reception generally, X will stream on Google Play and iTunes before heading to DVD. But if you get a chance to watch it at a cinema, that is the place to see it. You don't want to leave, do you? People's eyes are going to pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. I confess I had some hopes for a comedy romp called The Lost City, despite its title. There have been countless films called The Lost City over the years, not even counting near misses from this one's inspiration, Indiana Jones, The Lost Ark, The Temple of Doom and so on. You led me straight to The Lost City. Now, prepare to die. There are just hundreds of snakes in this temple just waiting for us to show up. What? Why aren't they biting that guy? This is ridiculous. Delete. This Lost City stars Sandra Bullock as a burnt-out romance novelist, Loretta Sage, who writes steamy adventure sagas featuring the glamorous Dash. On the front covers, the blonde main Dash is played by a model, the photogenic but dim Alan. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's sexiest cover model, Dash McMahon! You do know you're not Dash, right? Dash is a character I made up. Dash! Oh, my God. Alan is clearly based on a real-life 80s model called Fabio. Loretta is not a million miles away from the Kathleen Turner character in another 80s hit, the movie Romancing the Stone. But it was a good idea, and Sandy and Channing Tatum as Alan clearly have some chemistry. Now, all we need is a plot. Listen, Loretta, we need you to promote your new book on the Lost City. You can't spend your life in the bathtub drinking Chardonnay with eyes. Which arrives fresh from Plots Are Us, the old chestnut about a sinister billionaire kidnapping Loretta because, did I not mention this, she happens to read Lost City of the Inca's hieroglyphs or something. The billionaire is played by the eager-to-please Daniel Radcliffe. Miss Sage, I enjoyed your book about the lost city, and I believe you're the one who can help me find its treasure. I have to respectfully decline. I'm afraid I must insist. Loretta's agent and Alan the model need to work out how to rescue the kidnapped novelist. And Alan decides that he needs to go to the deepest jungle of wherever it is to do this because... Well, because it's funny. I mean, why else is Sandra Bullock wearing such a ridiculous pink spangled jumpsuit? You got a problem with funny? 
Unchain me. That's your seatbelt. Loretta Sage is missing. I'm gonna rescue her. I just want her to think of me as more than a cover model. Let's start living dangerously. The fact is, I don't think the two directors, brothers Aaron and Adam Nee, no, me neither, have quite grasped how a film like The Lost City works. It's an adventure romp, so the danger has to be genuine enough for us to worry about it. It's also a romantic comedy, so the two leads have to be daggers drawn a lot of the movie. Alan, what are you doing here? We're here to save you. I'm certified CPR, I'm certified CrossFit. I have snacks. After them! Here, the danger is essentially Harry Potter and a bunch of no-lines extras, and the romance is neither one thing or the other. Are they good mates or are they meant for each other? Since Alan is a dumb blonde and Loretta's a grumpy cynic, some work is clearly required to get them plausibly together. This is like your book. We're on a Love More and Dash adventure right now. I'm going to help you out a little bit. What are you doing? Don't do that. Go. Oh, Come God. On. Get out of there. This is not a romance novel. Jungles eat people like us. Ah, what is that? Get it off. Please. I can feel him sucking my Well, the first thing I would have done, if anyone asked, would be to lighten Sandy's character up a bit. In real life, she's breezy and likeable, but recently she seems to have got the idea that people won't respect her unless she's frowning all the time. And Channing could have dialed back the moronic a wee bit too. Belatedly, some effort was made to give him a few hidden depths. Sorry, too late and not deep enough. Don't panic. What do you mean don't panic? Just don't panic. No, don't stop saying panic. Okay, I'm panicking okay. now. You have something on your back. Ah, no! Stop, stop what is that? What is that? Do you have any on you? No, no. Why, no. Wait, why don't you have any on you? Clearly, the Knee brothers think all you have to do is drop Sandra and Channing into the jungle and wait for the inevitable sparks to fly. But the only time this actually happens, it can't be a spoiler because all the publicity for the Lost City trumpet set, is when Brad Pitt, no less, turns up as a real-life heroic Dash figure. Loretta Sage, getting you out of here. Why are you so handsome? My dad was a weatherman. Hey, whoa, she doesn't oh. need saving in there. Okay. Uh, what are you doing in there? Watching Brad effortlessly take over the movie with the same aplomb as he effortlessly swats the villains away makes you wonder, as so often in this sort of production, what could have been done with this film in somebody else's hands? And you didn't call it The Lost City. That man was already unconscious. I wanted to get one in. Excuse me, would it be possible to remove me from the chair? No time. We should definitely go. Why are things exploding? The answer to the question, what if you got someone good to direct it, is sadly always the same. We'd have had to spend a bit more money. But as anyone who's made a successful romantic adventure could tell them, a hit's worth anything you spent on it. Just ask the producers of Romancing the Stone. And on that argument against false economy, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.